Good Lord, what is going on, guys? We're back. Hey, in hey, weirdos. hey. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been up on, to? Guys? Oh, I don't know. Me and you went and seen Barbarian this weekend. Uh, yeah, and you did Clean the fuck out of my basement. <laughs> I loved Barbarian, though. I thought it was great. I went twice. I, oh, I, yeah. I we'll went, go into full, de- full detail about that one later, but I'm excited I, to talk about to, that. I went to Thursday, the opening, and then I went last night, so I would be fresh in my memory of everything. Yeah, we went and saw on Saturday. I was recording this on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, we had a lot of fun. Went in blind. Uh, that'll be our spoiler episode of the night. Um, but yeah, we went in blind, didn't know what to expect. Uh, fucking pretty wild, but we'll get to that later. We will. What else is going on? Uh, Scarefest is coming up. Yeah, we're talking about going to Scarefest, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about it. Terrifier yeah. 2's coming up. The guests that are there sounding pretty fucking awesome. Uh, Smile is coming up. Hellraiser. Hellraiser's coming up. Uh, uh, they just dropped the trailer. The trailer looks strong to me, man. Yeah, you know, uh, people aren't complaining about the female pinhead anymore. No. Well, in the in the original story, it was like androgynous. It was like not really um, man or woman, but was described as more feminine. Yeah. But if you hear the voice, people- it's, it's like right in the middle. Yeah, I've always people, been pretty open to it, man. It doesn't like the fact that it's going to be a female in the next one has never bothered me one bit. Like, I'm excited to see it. I don't it think it's like, a female, though. I think it's like just in between. I think it's well, nothing. it hasn't whatever. Uh, it didn't bother none of the three of us, but if you read the internet, my God. When they, oh, they, were, they were super upset until the the, uh, the Little Mermaid came along and they got upset. Yeah, I was about to say, coming from the same people that are freaking out about it, the Little Mermaid. It goes in cycles. It moves but on. But if you I'm know anything about, about the original Little Mermaid, like... Uh, I don't, hey, let's little, not fucking get into that. I'm yeah. just saying, she was trying to kill the prince and commit suicide at the end of the original story. So if they're going to get up in arms about skin color, why aren't they up in arms about, like... The original storyline we had changed. That's you all know, I think. That's how silly I am. I didn't even know there was an original Mermaid story. So yeah, neither did yeah, I. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, neither did I. Anyway. Uh, we did have a question come in uh, from a, a listener, uh, Tim Fife. I believe is how you pronounce it. F Y F F E. He's been hitting us up a little bit in the email. Uh, what is one horror movie that hasn't been made yet that we think would be good to be made? Uh. Mine's going to take a little bit. I have really, really... I want to see a good fucking Banshee movie. Like, I am yet to see something about, like, the Banshee legends uh, and a good Bloody Mary flick. Although they kind of did that with Candyman, I they guess. Made, they but... made some Bloody Mary flicks, but they suck. They're like... The yeah, team. they all suck. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, what is... I have... I have sorry, seen a Banshee I'm sorry. Real quick, real quick. What is a banshee compared to a Bigfoot or a Yeti? What is a banshee? She's like really a different thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a trapped spirit of some sort that's like it's uh, like a howling a howling spirit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm not even close with Bigfoot. It's of like no, Celtic is... folk- folklore and it's just something I, I'm yet to see a good banshee movie, you know? I have seen one. But I've been having trouble. We talked about this one day and I've been having trouble trying to figure out what the fuck it was called. It was an Irish movie where a group of villagers got chased into this windmill by banshees and like the wind, like it was like a storm was going on and you couldn't tell like if it was windy and they would put screams within the wind. It was really cool. I thought it had something to do with windmill in the title, but I I haven't been able to find it. I I tried Googling it the one night and everything for you. Uh, When I worked at Allied, it was one of the ones I borrowed off the shelf. Because they would let us just take movies home to watch as long as we brought them back. Yeah, I love I was that. Like, oh, this looks interesting, but not I- just movies, equipment, and everything. <laughs> All right, Tim, fight. Are you ready? Because I have thought about this for so long. There was a movie they was talking about making called The Last Christmas. Hold on, I know it sounds like a Christmas movie. So uh, the Holocaust, uh, the Holocaust, the the apocalypse happened, and. The world is destroyed. Yeah. A little bit of fuck up there. So. <laughs> a little slip up there. <laughs> the, the apocalypse happened and the world is destroyed. Uh, but Santa Claus is still alive because he can't die. Now, uh, all the elves are fucked up. There's like one of the reindeers left. 
and uh, Mrs. Santa Claus at age 300 something finally dies. So mm -hmm. Santa Claus doesn't want to live anymore. So he tries shooting himself in the head. He tries hanging himself, nothing. And he figures it out. There's still some kids out there that believe in him. So he gets on his little uh, Santa Claus monitor thing and finds out that they live in the middle of New York. So he gets that one reindeer who's got like one leg and is all fucked up over here and flies into the city of New York, which is covered in zombies. So he's got to get to the kids. The zombies are, are overpowering him. They're chewing on him and all that shit. But Santa Claus can't die because these kids still believe in him. He gets to the kids. He's going to kill the kids. That way he can die. Holds the axe up over their head. And they're all looking at him all sad and says, Santa Claus, hey, you're, you're, you're real. So he, he feels for the kids, gets the kids, picks them up, gets them into the sleigh through zombies whole other stories as he's getting into the sleigh and takes it to the North Pole. It's called The Last Christmas. I would love to see that made into a movie, which I was talking about making it into a movie and just, I don't know, something happened to it. But. Does that not sound like a good movie you too or not? I'd watch it. I thought, I thought at first you were like going in the direction of like post-apocalyptic Santa in the wasteland. No. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. But that would yeah. that would be pretty fucking entertaining too. Um, mine uh, would be I really have been waiting for, and it's almost been made so many times. And uh, uh, I've even uh, read a script for it that uh, Del Toro made it uh, at the Mountains of Madness. H.P. Lovecraft at the Mountains of Madness. Uh, they were gonna make it. With that. Um, they were gonna make it. Del Toro was gonna make it. They had like all these people attached and all this shit and the studios like got the script and they're like, this is way too crazy. We can't put this much money on it. And help they help me out. It. What was some of the script? Do you know, or are you just going by the name? Well, no, it's based on an old HP Lovecraft story. It's like, it's like, like an old story, but they, he was going to make a film adaptation, but basically it's, it's uh, these people go to Antarctica um, and find uh God, how do I even sum this up? It's like the eight, these ancient cities like made by these old creators and all this shit. There's all these fucked up penguins and like there's different kinds of monsters and um, I, I don't want like the it somehow brings along the end of the world by the end. It's 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 a crazy fucking story. Uh, and they're going to make oh. it. There was a there's a podcast called um best movies never made and in one of the episodes they actually read the script like they they, they split it up between the podcasters they just go through and do the script and it it sounded pretty fucking awesome was the so, last yeah. christmas not in that at all not that i've seen no damn it that was that was a real thing the last christmas i i was so excited about it i don't know what happened but well uh who wants to talk movies what do we got Let's talk. Go, Kelly. Go. I got a couple. Um, I just watched one today, actually. This is 2019's Eli. It's on Netflix. Uh, director Kai Syrian, Kyron Foy. He was also, uh, I think, a producer, producer or director on uh, Sinister 2. Anyway, this movie follows a little boy. He's got an autoimmune disease, which makes him kind of, um, he's, it seems like he's allergic to air or whatever. Every time he's out, he, you know, his throat closes up. He can't like gets rashes. He's like the shit. bubble boy. The yes. Yeah. Boy. Yes. So he basically has to live in a bubble. So he lives in this bubble. And when he's outside, he's in these suits or whatever, you know, and like George Costanza boy. comes and pisses them off in the game. Of <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> or not even like the, um, uh, what's his name? Anyway, anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of his name, but no, it's not like that. Kind of same suit, I guess. But anyway, this boy, like, he has to run around in his suit and stuff. And his mom and dad think they found some sort of treatment, and he has to go to this. This is like big mansion and this weird doctor, and um, 
he goes there. He can like finally take the suit off inside the place because it's specially made for that sort of thing. And he starts seeing ghosts and shit. Like, so, you know, he thinks he's seeing ghosts of like uh, people that used to be at this treatment center and they're all dead. I don't want to tell you a lot about this because there is a big twist at the end, but I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's kind of a ghost story, but then it turns into something else without saying too much. But Eli on Netflix 2019, I'd probably give it a three. Three. It was decent. It was worth a watch. Um, uh, there was. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, there is some. Yeah, it is of, what? There is kind of Satanist. You don't have to over. answer the chat in the. <laughs> God damn it, Kelly. Keep going. <laughs> But yes, uh, the question in the chat was asked, is, is this a Satanist one? There's a little bit of that going on. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it's a, it's a good movie. It was decent. It's worth a watch. It's on Netflix. It's the only one that I've seen so far. But um, Netflix doesn't have a lot of good horror. And I would say that this is one of the ones that Netflix does have right now that is pretty fucking good. Huh. But yeah, Eli, 2019, give it a watch. That happen out. Happen out. Happen out. <laughs> what do you give it? Uh, about three, three and a half. Yeah, she said it. Three. Yeah, she said it. Three point two five. If we're cutting it into quarters. That's right. That's right. I'm putting it as three. No, three. <laughs> Not, we know how much you either, like your quarters, uh, Kelly. You got to put a little, either, little piece of a bat. It's, I like it's, it's halves <laughs> or or full numbers. Okay. <laughs> I can't do a sixteenth. <laughs> no. That's only gonna fuck up my next review. <laughs> so my my next my first film, sir, is uh the Toolbox Murders from 1978. It lasts uh, an hour and 33 minutes. Directed by Dennis Donnelly. It's like Dennis grabbed uh three three actors from kids movies and said, "Hey, let's let's make a horror movie." Uh, it's got. Cameron Williams, who had a big part in Black Beauty. It has Pamela Ferdin, who was uh, a voice in Charlotte's Web and Cat in the Hat, and a big part in Sigmund and the Sea Monster. And then the big one, uh, Wesley Ewer, who was in Land of the Lost. Uh, so there is a gentleman who owns an apartment complex, and he has the keys to everything and somehow like the handyman the handyman yeah well, no he's, he's the owner the he's the owner of it he owns the whole apartment oh, oh that's right it's been it's been a while i'll shut up uh the handyman is the guy from land of the lost that's his uh uh nephew or something like that but so uh he has the keys to all these apartments and lo and behold a lot of his apartments are uh taken by hot chicks who get naked in front of the windows. I can't figure not? that out. You know? exactly. um, I mean, that's the kind of tenants you want. Right. Well, uh, so killings keep happening all over this apartment complex. Uh -oh. What is that I hear? What is back there? So anyway, killings keep happening all over this apartment complex. And uh, the police just can't figure it out. They they never do pinpoint the guy who has the keys to all the damn rooms. Anyway, uh, this is a classic. Uh, I remember back in the day looking at the uh, video cassette re uh, cover and thinking, wow, I got to watch this movie. So, uh, man, I'm going to give this one three, uh, a solid three. I mean, for a classic of what it is, go ahead and check it out. I almost did a couple times. There is a part watched two. Watch, it's been a while. There is a part two that, that you can buy from the Dollar Tree. Total dog shit. Don't even spend the dollar. Dollar <laughs> uh, twenty five now. Are you talking about the the Toby <laughs> Hooper remake? Toolbox Murders too. Yeah, it's got Meg in it. Yeah, you liked it. No, it's got it's got um uh May. May in it. I want oh, name is. Angela you know, Bettis. I was all right. Angela okay. Bettis. All right, whatever. So uh, he would recommend part two. I would not. But part one, classic. Give it a try. Uh, in the first 
30 minutes. If you don't like what you see, go ahead and shut off because the rest of the movie is the same way. Uh, good boobs, good kills. Um, and then the cops are really stupid not figuring out who who's the killer is. So uh, with that, I am tagging out. Unless uh, you got so, something to say. Uh, I've, I've seen both toolbox murders. It's It's been a long time since I've seen... Um, uh, what's what's from the sixties? Seventy eight, maybe seventy eight. Um, it's been a long time, but I remember enjoying. It. I remember being like really grindhouse and cheesy, uh, but fun and gory. Um, I've seen more recently the. I think I'm not sure if it's a part two or a remake. It might be either or. I'm not sure, but it, it it was made by Toby Hooper, who made Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all that. I mean, it's not great, but I didn't think it sucked. If you can find the Dollar Tree, like he's talking about, definitely pick it up. It's worth. 80 minutes of your time. I, um, I disagree. Agree to disagree. Right. Hey, to each their own. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, for my first one, uh, our buddy uh, Travis Ayers that was on a while back was talking about this. Um, it was one of the movies he had coming up. Uh, the, the guy that produced this, he had told us about some movies he had coming up. Uh, this was Miracle Valley. Made, uh, released like a week ago on Tubi, uh, 90 minutes written, directed and starring Greg Sestero, who uh, you remember as Mark from the room, <coughs> you know, Oh, hi, Mark. That's who he's yeah. talking to. The best he friend. Likes that. He likes that guy. I, the, well, he, the, the production company he works for is owned by that guy. It's Sestero oh, productions. I'll tell you what though. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you can't really blame him for the room being bad. He didn't write or direct it. He, he was just uh, an actor. Werewolf cop. He went on to do. Wolf uh, cop. Wolf was cop. it werewolf cop? Wolf cop. No, he wasn't a wolf cop. Wow. Um, but this this one was an interesting movie. Like they took a real life happening, which was like this uh, cult that started taking kids and villagers um, uh, down in, uh, I believe it's in Texas. It's definitely down in somewhere like down there, a place called Miracle Valley. And then the, the town ended up massacring from like what they did. So you fast forward, this is kind of, I wouldn't call it a vampire flick, but it is, if that makes sense. Like they're a cult that's all about like blood transfusions and taking blood and making them stronger and all this stuff. But basically there's a group of, uh, of friends. They go to party in a Valley, this house that they all rented. Um, they run afoul of some bikers. Uh, one of the bikers comes and finds them at their house. And it ends up being like this priest, right? Like a badass priest, like a leather daddy priest, you know? But he, he's played by this really fantastic... <laughs> leather daddy priest. <laughs> the guy who played the priest, I tell you, was the best actor in the movie. He was fan-fucking-tastic. He carried the son of a bitch. Um, invites him to this thing called The Awakening. And it's like, you know, like they, it's like a church kind of ceremony kind of thing. But it's, they make them leave their cell phones behind and go in. And uh, um, he's preaching about being lost and, you know, like, 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 you know, not feeling fitting in and all that stuff that like religion does. And it's speaking to this dude's girlfriend because they're just not getting along. They haven't been the whole trip, you know, like, like he's planning on breaking up with her, but her mom's sick, this whole thing. So it turns out she ends up uh, uh, kind of side with these guys. They end up being kind of like this vampire cult come for the rest of the friends. It gets really gory. Uh, there's some throwbacky stuff. It's a lot of fun. The, the thing about it, though, is like it was it was really stylish looking. So like from a guy that came from the room, like it was really cool looking like the deserts and like the, the locations, all that. Some of the acting was hit or miss. I mean, all in all, it was a really fantastic movie. It was real bloody. Um, the only thing that I thought was weird about it was that the tone was just a little all over the place. But aside from that, it was real good. I'd give it three and a half. Hmm. What'd you watch it on? Tubi. It premiered on Tubi. You could go watch it right now. Miracle Valley. Oh, yeah. Dad's happening up. All right. Sounds good. That's you, Kelly. Oh, uh, my next one. When I threw it on, I wasn't even like looking for a horror movie. It wasn't even suggested as a horror movie, but it was it was definitely a horror movie. And then when I uh, looked it up on IMDb, like they listed it as a horror movie, although Amazon Prime did not. This is uh, Good Night Mommy 2022. It's a remake and 
Um, I didn't, I didn't hate it, man. Uh, directed by Matt Sorbel. He was also uh, the producer and director of Brand New Cherry Flavored. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like, enjoyed Brand New Cherry Flavor. That was such too. a cool show. Me too. This was uh, starring Naomi Watts. She played the mom. She was also the star of like the old ring, the original ring. So that's where you know her from. Naomi anyway, Watts, a lot of stuff. She was in the remake of Funny Games and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Holland Drive, all kinds of stuff. King Kong. Yeah. King Kong. King Kong. Yeah, she's, she's in all everything. Kinds of shit. Well, yeah, she's the mom in this. But um, yeah, I got into this movie. There's two little boys. Uh, they don't really say why in the beginning that they were separated from their mom. But their dad has them for a while. And they go, she's an actress. She's like a famous actress and shit. And for years, like, you know, they're separated from the mom. And for some reason, he goes and drops them off at their mom's house. And when they get there, she has like her face wrapped up in um, all these bandages. And she says it's, it's due to plastic surgery. Well, shit's a lot different from what these two little twin boys remember. Like, you know, she's acting a lot weirder and they, they go into believing like they start believing that it's not really their mom. It's somebody kind of acting like their mom. And I don't want to give away the ending, but like the thing that makes this more of a horror movie is the one kid like goes into his dreams and there's at least like one or two scenes where like he pictures the mom like ripping off her skin and she's turning into this like weird creature and shit and i don't know i was just like yeah this isn't like a regular thriller as amazon has it listed but i don't know this was a good movie it was more of a thriller suspense it does have its horror elements i don't want to want to give away too much of the ending because if because there is a big twist ending just like the last one i watched i, I watched a couple of them this week but um, yeah, I don't know. I'd give this one a three as well. I didn't hate it one bit. It kept me like, like you know, it kept me on the edge of my seat. It kept me definitely like invested in it. There's no boobs. There's no real blood. But but it's a, it's a great story. So I'd recommend it. I'd give it a three. I I look at I, it as an art film, and you guys know how I hate art films. So I've seen it's more of a thriller and mystery than anything else, really. I've seen the Spanish one. Uh, I haven't seen the remake, but the Spanish one was really fucking good. I definitely. Oh, there, there's another that home movie of this. Yeah, this is a remake. This is a oh, remake. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a remake from a Spanish film. Mm-hmm. You know what? Came out like I, five years ago. That's yeah. why I didn't know Naomi Watts was in this. I watched the Spanish version. I didn't see the this one that has Naomi Naomi Watts in it. Yeah, man, I wasn't even, when I threw this out, I wasn't even looking to watch a horror movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I could actually talk about this one, you know, because it was definitely a horror movie. But it, it was, it was decent. I didn't hate it one bit. Man, we got a nice storm rolling and all kinds of thunder and lightning going Did on. Did you just see the light? The, my, I seen it on the screen, like behind me. Oh, it's been going wild of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's coming your way. But Pondo, you go. Uh, I'm, oh, I I'm just good. It. No storm here. No storm here. No, so I mean, uh, my next one, the uh, the cover looks really cool, but the movie is fun. It's another one of those uh, shit movies that are is so bad that it's good. It, I, I think I'm saying this right. Premutos. Premutos. Huh? Premutos by Olaf Ittenbach. That word, yeah. Um, I'm a big Olaf Ittenbach fan. His movies, they're fucking nuts. Yeah, I I, li- I I thought this one was great. 1997, an hour and 46 minutes long. Uh, there's a there's a book that that a, a kid gets a hold of that talks about Primutos, 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 that guy, and uh, <laughs> somehow the screen, I'll say Yeah, somehow the uh, the kid. Wakes up the spirit of Premutos and gets inside of him. So he becomes the fallen angel. And uh, you wouldn't think it, but it becomes a zombie film later on. But the characters are hilarious all the way through. There's a dad that's hilarious. There's a, there's a, there's a, like a love interest that's pretty funny as it goes on. Um, there's a girl that you, you, you start thinking, man, I'd love to see her boobs. And then boom, halfway through the movie, there's her boobs. 
Um, so I would give the I, I had a good time with this one. I'll give this one three and a half uh, saw bats. I watched it on Tubi, I do believe. It might I have think been most Shutter. of his movies are on Tubi or YouTube. Yeah. So uh, I would recommend it. Give it a try. It's foreign as hell. Like it's uh, it's dubbed. It's, it's dubbed English. Yeah, it's German. But um, I enjoyed it. So I give it three and a half and uh, hope to check it out. Premuda, this is the one with the, the kill counter in the corner, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, during the climax, there's literally a kill counter in the corner that just ticks <laughs> and tallies up. And I've never seen that in a movie before. But Olaf Ittenbach makes is like the king of German shit movies. He, he made a trilogy of movies that became infamous that were called Violent Shit, one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you mean he makes actual shit movies? Oh, yeah. There's movies so about can... shit. No, no, no. The movie's called Violent Shit. It's about barbarians and zombies. Oh, okay. But the movie's called Violent Shit. Okay. Like, this is some violent shit, you know? <coughs> well, I was drawn uh, in by the cover. With... Limits. I was drawn in by the cover with the guy with the chainsaw, his crimson mask all the way down, and he's got the suit on. <laughs> It's coming down hard outside right now. Yeah, it sure is. <clears throat> um, he also made uh, uh, one called The Burning Moon, which I know I'll be talking about at some point coming up. But yeah, check out anything Olaf Ittenbach. Pre-Nudos is a wonderful start because it is so bad shit nuts. And I think the kill count is in the hundreds, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, that, definitely check out Pre-Nudos. With that, I'm tagging out, Christopher. All right, so um, the next one... Boy, was this one fucking grim. Uh, this one this one fucked my night up the, the night I watched it. Uh, it's called Speak No Evil 2022. Uh, directed and written by Christian Taftrup. It, it, it fucked is- him so much. He wrote our uh, little chat group and said, guys, I am sitting here fucked up right now because I just watched this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say fucked up. I said, I, I said that movie fucked me up. And You're it was feeling weird. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I felt dirty. I felt dirty. It must have really got you. It must have really got you for you to like fall. fall. I, I wrote you guys right away and said, man, this fucked me up. Well, so. fall, fall was a different one because fall worked on my anxiety and my fear of heights. Um, this one was just realistic and bleak. Um, what you have here is uh, it's, it's uh, a... Danish family that's going to go visit their friends. That's a Dutch family. Um, after meeting them on vacation, they, they became friends. They were in Italy. They all met and they became friends and they invited them to come stay with them. Um, so it's, it's a husband and wife. And then the people that are coming to stay with them is a husband and wife and a daughter. The th- I'm not going to get too far into this, but the whole overarching message is like, it, it starts out very fun, but then they start like, doing these microaggressions and they get bigger and bigger. And it's, it becomes this overarching theme of like, what, what will you let people get away with doing to avoid a con like a conflict, you know? And in the end, it like, it really fucking spirals out of control and it, it goes in a direction. You don't really think it's going to go. It's a slow burn. Like there's only one like really horrific scene. And it is the end of the movie. But it's like it's one of those movies where it just ratchets the tension up and you feel really uncomfortable the entire time you're watching it. Like, you know, those ones where it's like there's just that overarching feeling of dread and you don't really know why. But like everything just seems wrong and uncomfortable. But yeah, um this one, this one, uh, this one had me feeling like real bleak. I had to go put the burbs on afterwards to kind of palate cleanse that son of a bitch. Uh, cause it like it fucked my night up. Um, and, and, and in a way that I would recommend it, but this isn't one of those moments I would recommend to anybody. This is one of the ones I would recommend more to friends. I know that watch more dark cinema or can handle something a little more bleak or, or fucked up. So you have my, my precursor, um, know that it's not going to be a fun experience. It is a good movie. It's shot wonderfully. Um, it's also in three different languages. It's 80% English, 10% Dutch and 10% um, um, Danish, which also feeds into the storyline because 
the the two couples can talk in front of each other and not know what each other are saying because like the overall shared language is English, but one couple speaks Dutch and one couple speaks uh, Danish. So like you never like when the 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 couple they're staying with is talking with each other, like you get the feeling that they're planning shit right in front of you, and you're like what? But you don't know. But they do give you subtitles for the couple you're following. So I don't know. Um, speak no evil. 2022. I would give it a high four, but with a oh. serious warning of a. It's very slow. It's very tense, and it will fuck your night up with it, that it, tap out. Is it fuck your night up Serbian film style, or is there something no. different? No, than- no. I mean, like, I mean, Serbian film and Salo and all that are like to a certain extreme. Um, you don't want that, Mike. It is. It is in those directions. I I don't want to talk about it because I'll okay. fuck it up. No problem. Because it's no one of those things where. I didn't know where it was going until the ending happened. And then it was like, holy fuck, that's what this is. And the more I skirt around it, the more I'm going to give it away, you know, but it, all right. It's not one of those things where like it would fuck any of us up. Like it'll, it'll definitely be like, wow, that was real dark. And like, you won't feel great after watching it, but like, I could see like a normal person watching this and just being like, uh, ugh, what the fuck? Like, just like, and to just like ruining their, their week, you know? Wow. So yeah. Right, that's you, no Kelly. Evil. That's you, Kelly. Up, oh, Kelly, you muted your mic for the dog and forgot to unmute your mic. Oh. There you go. I said a couple things. Damn, I'm sorry. Pugman's <laughs> freaking out because of the storm. And <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I watched a couple movies this week <laughs> that were um, stop it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I watched a couple movies that week that were I don't know more in like the thriller horror territory, but they were all fucking decent. This one is on Shutter. This is a uh, 2020s Boy Behind the Door. It reminded me a lot of um black phone as far as the storyline although i don't think it was executed as well um this one follows two boys they both get kind of abducted from baseball field one manages to escape but he hears the screams of his friend in the house so he decides to turn around and go save his friend Uh, a lot of this is like a cat and mouse sort of horror game you know or horror movie like the kids basically fighting the killer and trying to get to his friend it was pretty fucking good. The child actors were badass, although I think the storyline could have been better executed in some parts. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail as that, as far as that. But yeah, I mean, it was a good story. It did remind me a lot of Black Phone. He said, whereas in Black Phone, he had the, the ghosts of the kids from the past helping him. This kid, it was just the, the other kid was alive, you know. So the kid that was locked up had his actual friend, like, going to help him. And he, they get to a point in the movie where, like, he gets him, you know, unlocked and shit. And this kid's got, like, a uh, shot collar on him. So he can't go, like, past certain parts in the house. I don't know. It was a decent movie. I enjoyed it. I'd probably give it a give it a three. 2.75, three. <laughs> I just realized something, Kelly. You did have a theme in your horror this week. Yeah. Children in peril. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched a lot of like they yeah, they all have all three of your movies are children in peril. I didn't even try to do that, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was just in the mood for children in peril this week. That's these kids piss you off. Terrible thing to say. Have you guys? I I don't hate kids. Have you guys ever wore one of those shot collars? Yes. No, but I've had one on my leg before. Oh my god! I I will never mess around with a shot collar again. Dude, I don't like electricity. It fucking. Oof. I t- I totally understand the child not going into another room. It would make me want to sit in a corner. It was a decent movie, man. It's on Shutter, and I believe Prime. It said Prime on IMDb, but I seen it on Shutter. It's worth a watch for sure. Definitely has the feeling of Black Phone. But how many saw bats was that? For? I'd give it three. All my movies were decent thriller horror with kids in peril <laughs> this week they're all about threes <laughs> all right yeah tagging out. tagging out all right so i went to horror hound a couple weeks ago 
and my buddies at Sharon Films gave me eight films Severin. to watch. Severin. What'd I say? Sharon. Oh, sorry. That's why I got Christopher here. I can't. My mind. I get I get my mind beat in too fucking much. When anyway, you have me looking after you, you know you're in trouble. Right. My, my friend, mind ain't sharp as a tack either, potato chips. <laughs> my Rotate. friends at Severin Films gave me uh, a handful. So for the next few weeks, I will be talking about a Severin film. Uh, this one's called Faceless. 1987. It lasts an hour and 38 minutes long. Uh, Jesse Frank. Franco is the director. So there is a plastic surgeon who has, you know, it's really fucked up. I don't know if he has two girlfriends or if he's love interesting one sister and a girlfriend, but he has two girls the whole time. He operated on some woman who tried to throw acid in his face and he ducked. And it hit one of the girls in the face. So now she's, her face is all burnt. And he has promised her that he's going to redo her face. She's going to be beautiful again. So the other girl, she's kind of a hot girl as well, lures models to the house. And uh, he has hired a doctor from uh, Germany to cut the face off these models to put over on his sister or girlfriend. I have no clue. Um, 22 minutes into this movie, Telly Savalas shows up. What? Kojak. Kojak, yeah. I love Telly Savalas. <laughs> 22, not, not for 22 minutes. He is the, one of the girls that get, gets kidnapped. Telly Savalas is her dad who hires a detective to find his daughter. Uh, a lot of good kills, of course, with all these girls getting locked up in rooms, a lot of good boobs. There's a, uh, there's like, uh, their henchman, their, their bodyguard. He, he's a really good character in this thing. What's that? Oh, no, I don't hear anything. Oh, no, it's just storming like a motherfucker over here. I can hear it, man. Like, as soon as he said, wow, I heard like, but I was pretty entertained by this movie. Uh, I give it three and a half. And I didn't watch it on, on I, I don't know if it's on any of the streaming services. It's called Faceless 1987. It's only an hour and 38 minutes long. Um, the ending, uh, I really respect, which I'll tell these two later. But uh, Faceless. Give it a, Actually, give it don't, a don't tell me because I've been sitting on a copy of this for a while and I haven't gotten okay. around to watch this. So now that you talked about it, I'll watch for myself and tell you what I think. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. watch it. See, it's, it's storming and it's all thundery over here. So after we get done with this, I'm definitely watching a horror movie in the dark. Oh, yeah, it's definitely horror fucking movie weather over here, too. So anyway, three and a half. I recommend it. Tagging out Christopher. Yeah, yeah. All right. For my deep cut. Um, which I actually uh, 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 heard about uh, from uh, a podcast I listened to with Quentin Tarantino, but it is a very hard to find movie, but I did find it on Tubi. And after he talked about it for a minute, I was like, well, I have to go watch this fucking thing. Uh, Demonoid, 1982, 80 oh, minutes long. Demonoid. Yeah. Um, this is basically the killer hand before Evil Dead. Um, this guy, uh, him and his wife get a silver mine. They go and uh, they go into the silver mine, and uh, none of the miners want to go any deeper. They say it's cursed, uh, and so the 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 guy and the, his wife are like, you know what? Why don't we go in there? If I go with you, her being a lady, you know, this is like early age. She's like, if I'm if I'm strong enough to go in there, and I come back, they'll they'll go in there and work. Well, as the horror movies we watch do, he ends up in some quicksand. <coughs> Um, oh, I forgot about the quicksand. Yeah, he ends up in the fucking quicksand, which takes him into this, <laughs> this like ancient chamber. This wasn't even based in France, believe it or not. No, this was in a mine. There's quicksand in mines, apparently, too. <laughs> so uh, he finds a coffin in the shape of a hand that's the size of a hand. 
and they take it back with him to their hotel. He ends up opening this thing up, and there's nothing but sand in it. He runs the sand through his fingers. Well, now his hand's possessed. <laughs> um, the rest of this whole movie is pretty much uh, a hand controlling its owner, finding ways to kill it and get itself chopped off to possess another person. So, like, the decapitated hand will grab onto your hand and hold it, and then it'll possess you. So it's like jumping from, like, person to person to person, hand to hand. Uh, trying to get back to this, this the 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 original guy's wife, because they're the ones that opened it. The hand belongs to them, and it's going to give them good luck and all sorts of power. And anytime the hand like uh, clutches you, it goes this really cool shot of this handless like demon with giant horns and a tail and like like a shield and shit, but it's got no hand. Like the outline is like, Wah! Uh, this movie rocked hard. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was a fucking blast start to finish. It's silly. There are good boobs. Um, a lot of good kills. Special effects were pretty decent, especially for a movie about hands skittering around. Um, yeah, it was a blast. I, I really fucking liked this one. Uh, you could watch it on Tubi. So yeah, I give this one probably about three and a half. Hell yeah. This was a, this was a video store favorite. The, the cover. Great cover. Yeah, I remember the cover from working at Allied, but I don't think I've ever watched it. But I definitely remember seeing the cover of this. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what. Watch it. Yeah. yeah. It's on Tubi? Yep, on Tubi. You can watch it right now. Everything good's on Tubi, it seems, man. <laughs> Tubi is my jam. Dude, I, Tubi. Tu- between Tubi, Freebie, and Midnight Pulp, I don't really need, need anything else. And those are all free services, aren't they? Exactly. All yeah. free. I don't have oh, and, and Pluto TV. Give Do them a shout out. You hear this shit? <laughs> yeah, I live here. Oh, hey, Chris, just... it's time to hit them with it. Hit uh, with nobody it. else got anything else? Hit them with the barbarian. I was, I was three, All right. I was three apiece right there. And now for our feature presentation. Yeah. We are recumbent biking into uh, spoiler territory. So uh, if you have not seen Barbarian, please do yourself a favor and turn this fucking thing off. Yeah. We're going to spoil it. And it being spoiled, it's going to ruin the entire movie. I mean, it's a great movie. But it, it uh, it's one of those ones that's best to go in blind. Like, I think all three of us did. Oh, right? man. I didn't even watch the trailer before I went and seen this with you. I was like, oh, that's the next movie we were watching. I didn't even watch the trailer. Like, I saw I the trailer to- because when, when you go to Regal, with this Regal card, it's on every damn theater's trailer set. So yeah, I seen the movie poster going in to see other movies and shit. Like I seen that Justin Long was in it, and uh, uh, what's his name? Bill uh, Scargill. Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah, played Pennywise in it. That's yeah, all I knew about this movie, and he, he you know great, I liked going in blind. He was a great Pennywise. He was a great Who Pennywise. Who knew this guy was going to be a great fucking actor? Because even watching the movie, you don't know if if he's going to be the one, if he's the problem, if he's trying well, to before, lure her down. Before we even get into that, let me just hit it with uh, this is 2022, 102 oh. minutes, written and directed by Zach Krager uh, in theaters now, starring Bill Skarsgård, uh, Georgina uh, Campbell, and Justin Long. I just I wanted to get that out of the way before we got into talking about it. Um, yeah, Zach Krager has a small part in this movie. I loved it. Oh, does he? Not only that, he is uh, yeah. one of the cast members oh, of I my favorite so, yeah. comedy show, The Whitest Kids You Know. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. You remember when Justin Long said, hey, I'm in town, and then a word yep. that we can't use, and uh, he's, he's talking to a guy in the bar. He's telling the guy in the bar what happened with the rape and, and all of that. You don't remember yeah. that? Kelly? That's yeah, Zach no, Krager. I remember. That's Zach Krager. You can't see his face because he's got his back to you. But no that's shit. Okay. He shows okay. his face once. Did he show his face? Yeah, because he's like, well, so what happened? And he puts the drink up to his mouth. He's like, yeah, you know, I fucked her, you know, like. Yeah, okay. But the, the setup to this thing is so interesting, you know, because like the, this is one of the times the previews really did a movie right. Yeah. Where they're like, we know how to hook you in without spoiling anything you're about to see. And that's what I loved about it. You know, um, 
Go. You know, it just had the setup. The two people double booked an Airbnb. Who do you trust? Can you trust this guy? What's going on? You yeah, know? yeah. And the fact that they 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 cast Skarsgård, I think, is smart because you know him as Pennywise. You're already kind of scared of him. And he got so this like puts the audience kind of like already. on alert about him, you know. But he's coming off like a nice kind of shy guy. But you're like, man, I don't fucking know. Even to the last second with him, you're still like kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. He's yeah. being a good guy. Because he does. He comes off as like he's really nice, but he's just like kind of awkward and stuff. And you can tell he likes the girl, but he doesn't want to come off like, hey. And like by him not trying to be creepy, he actually comes off kind of creepy. You well, know? Yeah. He keeps yeah. pushing that wine bottle. He's like, well, he's like, I didn't want to open the wine bottle because yeah. I wanted you to see me Drink open tea. the wine bottle. I just wanted, Drink yeah. tea. See, Drink you know, wine. I, I couldn't fault him for that because, you know, if like no. I'm hanging out with a stranger and it's awkward, uncomfortable, I'd want a drink or two or something to kind of loosen the fucking mood up. And he was like, <coughs> I waited to open it. You can see I didn't do anything with it. Yeah, that's not the other only thing. hanging oh. out with a stranger like you were now you're like stuck a whole night in this um, fucking Airbnb room with this stranger because the story is apparently the owner got him mixed up. So now these two are no, fucking it, crashing together. Or, they booked on different apps. And it, they didn't take it down yeah. to one app. After that's what it was. Yeah. It. Yeah. So this movie has three prominent stories. Uh, the one that we're talking about. And then Richard Drake is in this movie. Who. Well, we're spoiling. It doesn't matter. So he is a serial killer. And they tell his small story. And then Justin Long. They start telling his story. They did this so brilliant that you're interested in all three stories. Absolutely. I loved how they did this. I loved how they fucking did this. I mean, it's it's truly crazy to introduce one of your main characters like 30 minutes into a film. Yeah. yeah. That's what they did with Justin Long. Yeah. But the, the other thing, while we were still talking about the, the early part of the film, I just wanted to, to point out before we move on. This is one of those movies where you're not yelling at the screen like, why are you doing that? Like, she does everything right. She takes she the picture of his ID. Right. She makes sure to check his email. Like, did you really book this? Prove it to me you booked it. Lock the door. All this mm-hmm. shit. So mm-hmm. this wasn't one of those Driver's things license. Where, Driver's yeah. license. And they really made it a point. Like, they really made it a point to show that she was locking the doors. You know? So, like, when she doesn't, like, you really notice that. What were you going to say, Chris? I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. You guys go ahead. Nope. I'm waiting on you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, so it, it goes to the Justin Long storyline. And you're, you're like, you're used to Justin Long in movies being like kind of doofy and lovable. And like, it kind of introduces him that way for like two minutes. And then he gets a phone call and you find out, oh, he's just a giant piece of shit. <laughs> So he basically had inappropriate sexual relations with uh, uh, one of the actresses on a pilot he was shooting. Mm-hmm. And it was his people calling be like, yo, this is going to hit the papers tomorrow. You're pretty much through. And you, you sit there and you watch that and you're like, how is this going to intersect with the people in Detroit? Because by that point, you'd already seen Skarsgård get killed. And the girl is gone. You know, got before you go on, before you go on, let's the three of us agree not to tell what the gross out moment of the movie is. That's at least let the people which watch. One? Uh, <laughs> which one? Um, this one. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's save that one. Let's let them watch that one at least. Uh, if they're listening to this, they've already watched. We told them not to listen if they haven't watched. All right. Movie. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, this, this big monster. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> we haven't even got to the creature yet. No, there's a creature. Yeah, creature. Creature. Using that, you say that loosely. <laughs> creature. There, there <laughs> is, person there is, is just a, a morbidly super, super inbred person. Over 40 years. She is yeah. an incest for over 40 years. Okay, let's get to this. Um, anyway. Like as yeah, we we're jumping saying, all over the place. I, I know, I know, I know. Let's straighten it out a bit. And that's what we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Short attention span theater. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. 
right, well, go, Chris. Put us in, put us in line. We're you waiting stop. on you. We are waiting on you, sir. No pressure, right? Proceed. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, before we talk more about the storyline itself, though, there is like a weird sense of humor to it. Like it's very dark. But like the scene where like Justin Long is measuring all the rooms and he is not even picking up the danger he's in because yeah, he's yeah. like just running around the tape measure like there's so much extra square footage. Yeah, so he gets called I back. I was this- dying. <laughs> so he gets called back to this place. Like he's the owner of this place where these people double book the Airbnb. And like he doesn't even know anything about people missing from there. This takes place in Detroit. I don't think and- anyone does. Yeah. Well, this takes place in a bad neighborhood in Detroit, which is another thing I loved about this movie. Being uh, from Toledo, Detroit has been like a second home, I don't know, growing up. And Kelly and I have been in neighborhoods that look exactly like that. They made it look identical to Detroit. You can tell this was filmed in Detroit. Like, you can. Oh, really? They must have used some. No fucking shit. But yeah, this looks like Detroit. This looked straight up. I was fooled. But um, yeah, anyway, Justin Long comes back and he starts like he doesn't even know they're missing. And, um, he, you know, as, as he's going through this legal battle with him having the sexual relations with his ex um, actress or whatever, somebody else from a, a different set. Uh, he's obviously trying to make some money to fight this lawsuit. So he goes back and he, you know, figures out about the square footage of this place after he finds that room in the basement. And he sees it just goes on and on and on and on. And that's what he's measuring the shit, not even realizing like the creatures running around behind him. And I like I like how he finds the most alarming room known to man. Uh, yeah. Like if you find an old mattress covered in blood with the camcorder and a bucket and there's blood stains on the wall, well, yeah, yeah. get the Hand-print. fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> But instead, of he's moving the bed. He's giving the measurements. He's like, "Holy shit, this is fucking eighteen square fucking feet right here." <laughs> now, the, um, now the, we did jump ahead because before that, when Richard Brake, Richard jumping all over the place now. Yeah, when Richard Brake was in the uh, grocery store, this is the serial killer. We find out later that he has some girl pregnant down in this room with the camera. But when he's in the grocery store, uh, he asks the, the woman that's working there, hey, where's plastic sheet? She takes him to where they are, and she's handing him baby stuff like diapers and, and uh, all types of stuff. Then she hands him a videotape about breastfeeding. Ah, that, that's right. That becomes uh, the main focus of another room later on where this TV is playing this breastfeeding uh, um, what what's the word I'm looking for? Breastfeeding expl- explanation. Um, uh, educational video. Tutorial? Educational video on breastfeeding, <laughs> which our creature has watched several times because it must be on repeat. Because it must be the only went, thing she's got down there. <laughs> every time we went back to this room, <laughs> that video was playing, and we went to this room two or three times. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to put that in. Oh, you're good. You're good. We're skipping. It, it happens. Oh, we're skipping all around at this fucking point. <laughs> but I mean, the, the movie itself kind of does too. But there's little things I picked up on. Um, so you know how the woman gets captured in the first part after Skarsgård gets his head smashed in. Um, yeah. And Justin Long goes and gets the keys and he's like finding people's shit in there. And he's like, hey. Uh, what's going on? And they're like, that Airbnb hasn't been rented in two weeks, which means that girl had been down in that basement for two weeks before he showed up. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I noticed, I'm not sure if you guys picked up on. I knew she but, had been uh, down there for a minute because you could tell by her condition when he, she was found, you know, when he gets down there with her. Well, even when she's talking to the cops, she says, I've been kidnapped. I can't remember how long, but I've been kidnapped. So, yeah, it's been been a but that makes sense. Two weeks, because yeah. without light, without morning and day, you really have no uh, control over. And just getting that giant baby bottle shoved in your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> baby this bottle. This movie was gross, man. 
And then, <laughs> it was gross. Left the theater theater feeling real dirty after this one, I will say. Yeah, th- this one definitely had me feeling fucking dirty. Um, and then, you know, I mean, so not only is there the crazy, super, super, super inbred creature down there, but the serial killer is down there still alive, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which they find as well. Uh, one one character we left out. Uh, so the main character goes to a job interview, and when she comes back, she's getting stuff out of the back of her truck, and there is a man running after her in a long coat, saying, "Don't go in that house! Don't go in that house!" Well, yeah, she she takes that as there's a crazy person coming after her, so she runs up to the porch, and there's this thing that she has to put to get the keys, get the keys real quick. And barely makes it in the door and gets the door shut with this guy still yelling, get out of that house, girl, get out of that house. Well, she calls the cops on that guy, though. Mm -hmm. I kind of find out he was trying to save her. Well, I'll tell you what, if someone came running up into me in that neighborhood, I mean, because like it's the house itself is idyllic, but everything around it is really what Detroit looks like, which is just abandoned and burned down. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit. I'm telling you, Kelly and I have been there. Pondo's been around it, too. It it really fucking looks like that on the outskirts and the neighborhoods and shit. And it's real yeah. fucking dangerous to be out there. They nailed it with the set. Like, if that wasn't filmed in Detroit, they had me fucking fooled. And this is coming from somebody that spent a lot of motherfucking time in Detroit, you know? Like, uh, I only know this because I uh, watched an interview with the, uh, the director. And he talked about how they've, they had to rebuild Detroit and Denmark and how weird that was. Wow. Because they, they had to build, it. they they built two separate versions of that block. They built they built the the one where um, the the serial killer was in, where it was all bright and still like populated. And the neighbor was like, you know, hey, I'm moving out. And then the the one now where it's the same house, but everything is dilapidated and burned down around it. You know. Yeah, they. But that truly them, is Detroit to a T. So yeah. unfortunately, the way, the way that we find out that this one was a total piece of shit. Uh, Richard Drake is stuck down. We don't know how long he's been stuck down in this room, but he can't even talk anymore. He's old. He's getting ready to die. And uh, Justin Long starts looking around his room and finds videotapes of the girls that the serial killer has uh, kidnapped. And he actually puts one in the TV. And now he knows that Richard Drake is a serial killer. So the serial killer pulls out a gun, shoots himself in the head. Justin Long gets a hold of it. Jump forward to a scene. Uh, the main character comes to save him, and he doesn't know that it's her, and he shoots her. Later on, he's, he's making a speech about hurting her, and he's saying, sometimes we hurt people that we don't mean to. We can't change it, but... Uh, it's happened. All we could do is make life better, and that's when we figure out he really did rape this girl. So he. I didn't have any here. question about ever after the bar scene. Just the way he no. explained it at the bar was oh, really like, yeah yeah because he was like yeah I fucked her you know but like she was in and he's like did she say no and he was like well yeah at first but then afterwards she was into it and when you heard that yeah at first I was like nah he raped that bitch yeah yeah. I think that speech you're talking about was like the moment where he was supposed to redeem himself and then at the end turned out to be a giant piece of shit anyway. Total piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the ending. And then the way that this movie ends and then the credit roll just had me like eyes open, jaw on the floor. It's like, holy shit. It, it ends like that. Yeah. 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 It, it has you going the entire movie. Like, it definitely has you um, invested. For this, sure. thing, this thing that's so horrible and you're supposed to be afraid of at the very end of the movie, you kind of feel a little sorry for it. And, and, and shit. That's that's the thing. It's not the monster. That's the whole point of the fucking movie. It's, it's not the monster. It's her dad was the monster. Her dad yeah. was like, 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 all that thing wanted to do was mother them. Yeah, yeah. it was just so like, God, it's such a fucked up. That's why he was trying to breastfeed Justin Long. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine what Peapod is thinking listening to all this. 
You guys yeah, bounce all I, all around the place, so I had no idea what was happening. So <laughs> I might have to watch it myself, maybe. No, go see Barbarian. I would definitely highly recommend it, though. Yeah, I like, would give this one a, a strong four. Absolutely, 5, man. Four and a yeah, half. Yeah, four point like five, four and a half. It's my, it's my, gross. My only thing is, why did they run up to that water tower? They should have not run up to that water tower, but. Everything else. That's where the homeless guy was, and she, he said it was safe. Remember? Yeah, yeah but, that's right. Yep. He was like, "Yo, she's never come up here." And then she comes blasting through the wall. Okay, but the yep. space that they walked through is right here, and the steps to the water tower is right here. Why did they run up that water tower and not over to where that space that they got out of? Yeah, she comes out and wanders and shit at night. He said too, doesn't she? Like yeah, she actually comes out my, of the basement and wanders around. That was my only, yeah, only piece of this movie that I didn't think went along. Everything else was placed just the way it needed to be. I give it four and a half, and I highly recommend this movie. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I, I'll buy this when it comes out. Even four and a half as well. Yep, agreed. Four and a half. Highly recommend. Board, man, highly recommended. Yep, yep. Yep, if you ain't All seen right. Barbarian yet, fucking do it. And it's worth the theater watch because theaters yeah. are better. All right, Christopher. Well, with <laughs> that, uh, we'll be back next week with Pearl. Uh, and we'll get the fuck on out of here. Later, guys. Yep, yep. Good night. <laughs>